2 has entered the podcast. Welcome, welcome back, people, to Player 2 has entered the podcast. I am your co-host, Michael, a.k.a. MC Paper Stacks, and with me, as always, is my co-host with the co-most. Derek, a.k.a. Full Metal Merc. We're back and again for episode 48. That's right. Podcast. That's right. It's a very special episode because we have a very special guest today. I'm talking Indeed. about Jordan, aka Big Nakruma, aka a gamer friend of gamer friends, aka the biggest Destiny fan in the world. Hey. Jordan, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, welcome on the show. We're so glad to have you. How you doing? Thank you very much. I'm very excited to be here. I'm doing well. I'm very very happy that the week is over. <laughs> oh man. <sighs> Yeah, I hear you on that. You it's always a big relief to start the recording on Friday. Just the week is behind me. I'm ready to start the weekend. Let's get going. Also, at the expense of how I have mixed feelings about how the United States is hoarding the vaccine, I'm fully inoculated today as well. So hey. this weekend, I'm going to like leave my apartment. Wow. <laughs> Where are you going? Anywhere in particular? It's just the We're going to... Go get plants at the nursery and go to Target. <laughs> We're going to go to Home Depot and Bed Bath & Beyond. <laughs> yeah, basically. Run some errands. I love it. Yeah, I actually am fully vaccinated. I got my second Pfizer shot a few weeks ago, so I think I'm in the clear now. And Derek, did you, are, you're scheduled for your first, or did you get your second? I can't no, remember. We got our we got our first. We're getting our second next month. That's right. That's right. You yeah. got that Moderna. Yeah, so once June, ooh, once June 23rd hit, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> in the club <laughs> yeah i still can't believe well there are a couple things i can't believe i can't believe one that it was even a question that we would you know lift patents for the vaccine because if everybody doesn't get vaccinated then it doesn't really mean anything but also i was right. amazed that biden came out and was like I, I didn't expect this they were like we fully support lifting the patent although i don't know what that means yet i mean it's cool that they said it but what does it mean so right I have to yeah. wait and see. There's an asterisk that you should look into there. <laughs> yeah, I figured. There always is. Oh, so. God. Uh, anyways, uh, well, we had some fan feedback that I wanted to bring up. And I, I love that we have a guest on the show because you can join in on the question. So, Ronby, our, uh, our favorite listener, he, he uh, reached out and he hears the PS5 struggles that Derek mm -hmm. has. And uh -oh. if I'm not mistaken, Jordan, you and Cedric, neither of you got a PS5 yet either, right? That's correct. I don't know what those <sighs> raindrops feel like. Those, right. All those all those gamer friends without the PS5s, I feel for you. He had mentioned, because he, he got his through Sony Direct like I did, that he asked if you had signed up for notifications via Sony Direct. Nope. Because apparently they reach out to playstation plus subscribers or people that are subscribed to sony direct when they have stuff you can buy directly from them like when they have ps5s available i guess oh, obviously i haven't been paying attention to that because i already got mine but right. you know considering that you know when they emailed me and they're like hey do you want to sign up for pre-order and i was like yeah whatever then it actually worked so it couldn't hurt i guess yeah i'm I gonna actually, go do uh, it yeah yeah after i saw that ron b commented that on facebook i was like you know what i'm gonna go do this Oh, okay, good. So I went and signed up, so we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. So far, I know of two success stories with that, me and Rumby. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see if we can get a few more. He asked about, he was interested in Disco Elysium, and I told him a little bit about what I know. I had been waiting because I, too, like the Gamer Friends, am a console scrub. And I have a PC, and I do a little bit of, like, emulation and, and some gaming. Like, I've done some horror games on it for streaming. 
but I mainly I just prefer to play on console because I'm weird. So even though I have the option to play on PC, nothing weird about it. Uh, fair, yeah, thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. I appreciate the support. Plus, I hear that the the new Disco Elysium coming out for consoles is like a more complete edition. It's got extra stuff. The PS5 I hear is having problems with that version, so I'm waiting to hear about a patch. But that's the system I do plan on playing it. Have you had a chance to play it at all, Jordan? I'm in a similar boat. I'm waiting for it to come to Xbox. They've mm. said it's going to. I don't know why it's not out already. PlayStation's is already out. Mm. Um, and I, I think that there's a chance it's going to be on Game Pass, which is also part of why I'm waiting. Hell because yeah. if it ends up on Game Pass, then I don't even have to pay for it. Right. Lovely. Maybe the reason why it's taken so long to get on Xbox is because when they launched it on PS5, had problems. They're trying to work that out before they even launch on the other system. That would be uh, logical. Yeah. Or it could be that PlayStation paid a buttload of money to have it exclusive for however set amount of time, which is also, you know, probable. Logical. Also logical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it sounds like... I, Derek, was that on the that game on your radar at all? I don't know. I mean, uh, I know you like RPGs. You talked usually... about it. I, yeah, you had talked about it, like, months ago. Mm. The PS4 version or... Or a uh, PC version. version yeah. PC version, yeah. Yeah. And how it looked really cool, but nah, not my thing. Yeah, I was gonna say you're more into JRPGs, not necessarily yeah. Western RPGs. So I'll let you know because I'm definitely gonna play it, and I'll probably stream it too. It just sounds really cool. The amount of range and reactions you can get from people. You can just be like a complete Marxist, which I think is ideal because you don't get to do that very often in games. Yeah. So mm. I'm interested in seeing like what direction that the the narrative takes you. So. I'm completely unspoiled, so I'm really excited to, to dive into I mean, beyond knowing how the game works and, and the fact that there's ideologies and stuff in it. Yeah, yeah, same. Other than like, maybe a couple of goofy anecdotes I've heard on like the Podquisition, but other than that, I'm unspoiled too, so I'm looking forward to it. Now, the question he asked, he said he's getting older, and he feels like he's unsure if he's going to continue to game his entire life, and he wanted to know what we felt like. Do we feel like we're going to game you know, as long as we're physically able? Or do we feel like eventually we're going to reach the point where we feel like we're too old for it? Now, what's interesting is I've been playing games nonstop since I was old enough to hold a controller. But I know oh, that I, I believe you and Cedric or Cedric took a hiatus from gaming. Is that correct, Jordan? I, when I was in college, I was not playing the way that I'm playing now. Mm -hmm. And I think that that was just because of being in college and having a lot being of a good student to do. Yeah. 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 Being, a, being, a, that's exactly right. Being a good student. Um, <laughs> however, I never stopped entirely. Like whenever I was on spring break or there was an extended period of time where I didn't have anything to do. That's what I spent my time doing. I think you're thinking about Cedric who definitely mostly didn't play for like a while. Got and it. Has okay. recently gotten way back into it. Either way. I plan on playing. I don't have any. I don't have any plans to stop. I'm not a competitive player exclusively. I don't need to play PvP to be satisfied. Uh, mm. And I love watching people play games. I am that person that will hang out on Twitch for a really long time, watching someone play something that I think is interesting, or or watching people play on YouTube. So. I don't know. I, I feel like if I ever stop playing PvP stuff, then I could just start watching it. I don't see myself not playing games, though. Got it. All right, what about you, Derek? What do you think? Never, never will I ever, never have I ever thought about not playing games. Like, it's 
I don't know, man. I'm going to be 75, wrinkly ass fingers, and doing whatever virtual reality bullshit is out at that time. Yeah. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be exquisite. It's going to be grand. I'm going to love it, man. Like, I just, it's just such an intricate part of who I am and how I relax that I can't see myself just not doing it. Right. Yeah, I think that I, too, will probably be playing it all the way up until old age when I can barely hold a controller anymore. I, I, I will say this, though. There are points in my life where I do feel a little burnout or I feel like a break would probably do me some good. Yeah. And Or I'll feel like, man, I'm just not into it. And I get that. You know, I look at the shelf and just I'm looking across all the games. and I'm like, none of this looks good. Boo. Yeah. But then something comes out shortly after it reignites my passion i'm like okay i'm back in it so when that happens to me i just switch to anime oh okay you got a detox jordan that you switch to besides gaming if gaming becomes too much you just like i'm spoiled for choice can't do it i definitely catch up on tv (laughs) that seems to be my go-to fair enough i think games as service has ruined me though yeah (laughs) it's that it's that backlog struggle All right. Well, I want to kind of introduce you and your podcast and your show, Jordan, to our audience just so they can kind of get a feel for what you guys are about. I'm a big fan of Gamer Friends, and I feel like your show is pretty similar to ours in that you're a couple of friends who really love video games. You talk about the games that you play. You release an episode every two weeks. Is that right? Yeah, every two weeks, capitalism permitting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right now, we're late <laughs> on an episode, but, you know, it'll come out eventually. Fair enough, fair enough. And, yeah, you talk about games you're playing, talk about gaming news. You'll get into nerd culture stuff like we do. Tell the audience, like, you know, what you're about, what can they expect, you know, any anything you think might be interesting. Uh, just introduce us to the gamer friends. Yeah, yeah I, I very much appreciate the opportunity to do that. I appreciate how we came to know each other, too. Gamer Friends started really just as an opportunity for us to tell really cool gaming stories. Mm-hmm. We haven't done one of those recently. One has been in the works for a long time. And as soon as we release that, we're going to get back to that being a habit but the goal was to produce content that was about communities within gaming that are just really interesting and cool to us and not just a show where we're talking about gaming and what's going on and nerd stuff but also really making less obvious things about the community and the way that gamer culture has become part of broader culture and really bringing that to the forefront and having folks who wouldn't really call themselves gamers recognize the ways that gaming actually has played a role in their lives and that it can be accessible to them. So all that to say, we really just wanted to have a good time with it. It is kind of like a stress reliever for us to do the show. It was a way for us to bond also. And so the whole thing is really just about relationships. And I appreciate that we've been able to build that brand and actually have it work. You came to us because of a guest that we had on the show that said something that was thought provoking to you and you interacted with us and then we had a dialogue and now I'm here. And I just love that about how this hobby brings all these different people together to have these kinds of conversations. I really love that. It's I think why I want to keep gaming until I'm older because it is so much 
how I relax. It's also my main social vehicle. Most of my friends are playing games with me almost every single day. It's just a huge part of my life and how I connect to people. And the idea of like neckbeards who don't interact with everyone <laughs> is just not what all of this is about. And it doesn't have to be like that. Mm-hmm. And Gamer Friends is about shedding a light on, on that part of what gaming is. I love that. I love That's that. And great. there's a lot of stuff that you said there that I think Derek and I would, would echo. I, uh, both of us yeah. kind of use the show to relax. We bond over the show. And uh, we definitely are those neckbirds, though. Like, both of us shy away from online games. <laughs> I noticed <laughs> yeah. that the two of you have a robust community of gamer friends, and I envy this, that, you know, you play Division, you play Apex, you play Destiny, you play a lot of games that are online with other people. And I'm constantly struggling to get Derek to come online with me. But, again, yeah. I'm kind of, I don't know what you would call agoraphobic for online. How do you, how do you I'm like insane? Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, because the early internet was not a nice place. No, no. I mean, in mm. my twenties, I was on Xbox live all the time. I was playing gears and I was constantly being called all kinds of words. I don't want to repeat here for the sake of decency, but, um, right. you know, like you said, there's, there's a community that you can build. And if you have that, it becomes so much more, it becomes a way to socialize and connect with people and I love that your show features that. In fact, one of my favorite guests on your show, I don't remember her name, but there was a woman you had on who was talking about, um, what's that indie game where you ferry people in the afterlife? Uh, Spiritfarer. Thank you. Yeah. Spiritfarer. She was talking about Spiritfarer, and you were asking her about some more you know, robust or traditional or hardcore games. She's like, I don't know. I tried this, couldn't get into it. But she wasn't what you would think of as a traditional gamer, but she is a gamer. And like you said, she had that different perspective. And that's why I love so much about your guys' show is I don't have a ton of gaming podcasts I listen to. Like I listen to Podquisition, which inspired this show. And I listen to Waypoints because Gita got on there after she left Kotaku. And I like her. I follow her. But you guys bring that extra perspective that I don't think about. And like you said... I was speaking with one of your guests recently about Falcon and Winter Soldier, and he was challenging me on some of the more controversial points of the show. And that was it was thought provoking. And then I listened to your guys's podcast episode about the spoiler cast about Falcon and Winter Soldier. And it really just helped me rethink the way that I view media and how it can sometimes be used as propaganda for the military or for centrism. And it didn't make me like it any less, but it did make me look at it through a different lens and take it with a grain of salt. Because I I feel like so often media has this pernicious way of getting under our skin and getting into our head. And then pretty soon it does adjust the way that we think. And unfortunately, most media is put out by people who are very rich and very conservative and they have very different Mm -hmm. goals from the rest of us. So to be able to take a step back and have that lens is important. And I appreciate what you guys are doing for people with that. So. Well, I, I, I'm blushing as much as I can. I like the show, too. <laughs> Derek's like, I like your show. Yeah, I like your show, too. It made me laugh. <laughs> Don't worry, Derek. I've had weeks to think about this. So, like I said, yeah, I mean, I mean, this is as far back as when, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier was still airing. So, yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's get into how our weeks are going, and we'll we'll definitely give you a chance, of course, to plug. Because I want everybody who, if you like this show, I guarantee you, you're gonna like you're you're gonna like yourself some gamer friends. So we'll get a chance to get you your plugs and everything a little bit later on in the show. But uh, Derek, let me ask you, man, how was your week? What's going well, on, man? It was it was pretty good, man. I've just you know me every week thrifting, wheeling, and dealing, uh, posting and see. jousting. 
Yeah, hosting and joasting. <laughs> well, inside so joke. I'm driving. I'm driving down the street, and there's a car that's in front of me. I look at the license plate, and it says Rat King, and I just mm. can't help but think of The Last Ooh. of Us Part Two, and I'm wondering to myself, was that the inspiration for this license plate? Or is this person literally the king of rats? I don't know. <laughs> you know what's funny? When you said that, even though that's obviously the most recent reference I would have for it too, I didn't think uh-huh. of Last of Us. I thought of the Ninja Turtles. And that, that <laughs> oh, lame yeah, villain. Rat, there was yeah. a rat king yeah. in the Ninja Turtles. It's also the name of an exotic gun in Destiny 2. Of Holy course crap. It is. Holy crap. <laughs> it's everything's coming together. Wow, this is this is becoming a this real This is mystery. the reason Jordan was brought to our show today. <laughs> we need that destiny perspective. Let us perspective. glorify and praise the, la- the Rat King. <laughs> yeah, no, we're, we're going uh, to get, we're gonna have to get more on that mystery for sure. Stay on it, man. If you find him, right, stop I, him. I, ask yeah. him. <laughs> I don't know if I have the power. Uh, All <laughs> over, Rat King. In the name of Abbey. <laughs> Let's see. So... You know, I go to various pawn shops and stuff. So I went to this one shop, and they had a PS Vita with like four games. They wanted mm. two forty-five. It's like Jesus Christ, man. That's mm. that's pretty steep. So I ended up not doing that. But the funny thing is, my wife calls me and she says, "Babe, the water's off." I'm like, "Why the fuck is the water off? I pay that shit." Yeah, <laughs> like my business pays for shit. Why? Like I'm not broke. We're not broke. Why is the water off? And uh, apparently, I look on the Citizens Energy site, and they're like, "Yeah, your your shit ain't been paid in like six months, bro." Mm. And we cut that shit off today. No notice, no nothing, no emails saying, "Hey, bro, give us our money." None of that. So we had basically an entire day without water in the house, and you just let you imagine the problems that that brings and the smells that it brings. Mm-mm. But Mm-mm. Um, I prefer not to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's not it was not great. And I got home today, and I immediately flushed the toilet. I was like, "Look at God, <laughs> the, the, the water flushes." Won't he do it? <laughs> Won't he do it? Won't he will? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. So I've just been. It's too bad around. he didn't also think to notify you that you weren't paying your water bill, though. That that really? probably would have helped it better. You know, but I mean, I'm, he he he's been slipping a little bit lately. A little bit. <laughs> but uh, today. I went to a couple of yard sales in Greenwood, and the first one I went to, they had the Dead Space 2 plasma cutter from the collector's edition, hmm. just sitting on the table, the little mini replica for 25 cents. Wow. Wow. And I said to myself, there's more gaming stuff here. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be. This person bought a special so, edition. Yeah. So I, I ran around. The yard sale like a maniac, and I'm like, <gasps> game stuff. Two move controllers, PS4 versions. And then I see the woman that was leading the yard sale, and she's like messing with a VR unit. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Because I got I have like six VR units right now. I'm a crazy person. And I asked her, I said, uh, yeah, so what's what's going on with the VR unit? She's like, I honestly don't really know what it is. You're welcome to have it. She just like gave it to you? She fucking just gave it to me. Bro. And she gave me a drone. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> a drone. She was like, your people have suffered. Take this. Take this. Okay. You, you, but you know Greenwood. Like, Greenwood's about as white as you can get. It's pretty quit. I got, yeah, I know some yes. people that live in there, and they are quit. The, the Greenwood of Indianapolis area, they are quit. 
Yeah, yes. and here I am, the only like black person in a <laughs> twenty yeah. mile radius, yeah. coming to her yard sale. But you know, I joke, I kid. She just really didn't know what was going on with it, so she's like, "Here, take mm-hmm. it, get out of here." So that was really dope. <laughs> no, that's that's um, awesome. That's a that's a nice overhead for your business. So hell yeah. For sure. But like I said, I've got six of them things, so I need mm. to try and do something with them. None of them are posted anywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm just you know I'm working on it. Okay. But, uh, as well, far as hey, uh, guys, up. if you want VR, hit hit Derek up. <laughs> Bruh, on that just just just, just just message me. <laughs> yeah, I don't need them. They take up so much space. Yeah, he'll get you a real good deal. He just wants to get rid of them. Right. As far <laughs> as far as uh, pickups go, man, I picked up the Monster Hunter Rise Switch in the oh. box and everything from wow. uh, Disc Replay. So I'm actually gonna hold on to that for a while. Okay. Because you know those those Switch special editions ain't no joke. No. Oh, yeah. As far they, as the they appreciate the like one. a mug yeah. for sure. So like I okay. think I looked on Amazon and the Super Smash Bros. one is like eight hundred dollars or something. Yeah, but you yeah. gonna keep Damn. that right? Oh yeah, that's my personal one. Yeah, that's mine. <laughs> I ain't selling. I ain't selling that, baby. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else I picked up. Silent Hill on PS One, mm. Mortal Kombat Unchained, God of War: Chains of Olympus, Crash of the Titans on PSP, Pokemon Soul Silver, Mario Kart sixty four, Super Mario sixty four, F Zero. Beautiful Joe 2 on PS2 for myself, and Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory also for yeah. myself on PS4. Cool. Because I didn't want to give Square that money after they gave us Kingdom Hearts 3. If Kingdom Hearts 3 would have been good, I'd have gave them the money. You know, but when they're like, let me put some story content in this musical side game. No, I'm not giving you any money for that. I'm sorry. Can't do it. Yeah, I've reached the point where I don't know if I can monetarily support the belt buckles any longer. Just yeah. uh, can't do yeah, it. We love, we, just, we love the yeah. belt buckles. We love them, but uh, it's too many. My last run-in with Square Enix was Outriders, and that didn't end very oh, well. Oh, yeah, I've heard, I've heard. <laughs> yeah, which is unfortunate because it was actually a really fun game. Another friend of the show, Call It Like I Don't See It podcast, I was playing with their hosts. We were having a blast, and there's three of us, so you know we were good to go. We were a full team. And then they went and botched the the launch and the, yeah. the online. That's, I that's still shame. have yet to play it. It's good, I man. Good I mean, well, I guess it's good asterisks, but yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's it is. Good. It is good and, in, and then, in theory. <laughs> right. and then it's not in execution. It ain't good. <laughs> but uh, the last, probably the dopest thing I picked up this week, and then I'll go pass it on to uh, Jordan. Uh, I picked up a new Nintendo 3DS XL, the black version, mm. in the box. This thing has not a scratch on it. Mm. It is immaculate. It's beautiful. I almost want to keep it for myself, but I already sold it. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I sold it like a, I listed it yesterday, sold it today. So it's it's out of my life, unfortunately, but yeah. it's going to someone who will appreciate it. It's going it. to a good home, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 But yeah, so that, that's been my week, man. Uh, water troubles, running around tired as fuck. Yeah. And here we are, Friday night. This is the way we hustle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what about you jordan how's your week going <sighs> i had a very long week i run a nonprofit organization and mm-hmm. had some huge meetings early in the week and they all went really well and that kind of let me relax a little bit mm-hmm. um but spent a good portion of the week getting some things finalized it's pride month next month we're an lgbtq org and so we've got a lot planned and it's just getting to be that season where everything is very busy very very busy over the summer so trying to enjoy the moments of peace where i can get them 
And yeah, here we are. Now I am uh, talking to you all. Great. Well, analytics tell us that we have listeners nationwide. So is there anything coming up that you want to plug for your nonprofit that people may want to check out if they're local? Oh, uh, we're doing everything virtually right now because oh, of even the better. pandemic still. Mm-hmm. So if you or anyone that you know are the child of an LGBTQ parent or caregiver, mm-hmm. you should go to collage.org, C-O-L-A-G-E, and check us out. We are the only national organization that serves children of LGBTQ parents, and we've got a lot of really cool stuff going on, including a big event with the house sponsor of the Equality Act, Representative David Cicilline of Rhode Island. He's going to walk us through the Equality Act, why it's important, all that kind of stuff, uh, on June 1st to launch Pride Month. Excellent. All right. Well, I will make sure that that uh, link is in the show notes for anybody interested. So, great. Well, uh, some tough stuff happened this week. We lost some good people, unfortunately. Among them, a comedy legend, Paul Mooney, died of a heart attack at 79 on the 19th, a couple days ago from the time of recording. It's unfortunate. He will be missed. I've seen a lot of people kind of talking about their favorite memories of him. I mean, he really was in it as far as comedy. Like he was, yeah. he was, uh, he knew a lot of people and touched a lot of, touched a lot of lives. So rest in peace. Negro Domus. <laughs> Man down. I, Man I down. appreciated how he never, ever once <laughs> attempted to conform. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Yeah, we should all learn a lesson from that. Definitely. No, he has my respect for sure. I mean, we talk a lot on this show about being our genuine selves and trying to just be as real as possible. I can't think of anybody more real than Paul Mooney. So respect. Mm -hmm. Also, this is this is very sad for me. So we did our first run of the Derek X Mike anime challenge where I watched Derek's favorite anime of all time. And he watched my favorite anime of all time. Listeners of the show may remember my favorite anime of all time is the nineties run of the golden age of berserk. And the manga author and creator of berserk Kintaro Miura died this week of acute aortic dissection. It's a rare heart disease. He was only 54 and He just finished penning, I think, the most recent run of the manga, but I don't believe it's finished, and it sounds like it never will be, at least not at his hands. And, uh, I mean, as far as gaming goes, I mean, he was huge. I don't think we would have Dark Souls as it is today without the inspiration of of manga like Berserk, to be honest. I think a lot of people see that inspiration, too. So, again, just a, we, we lost a, a great artist, a great person this week. Again, a lot of people saying really good stuff about him. He was actually – I love it when the people who make the stuff that you love are also good people because then you don't have mm-hmm. to, like, feel bad and go, wait a second, should I support? I don't know. We're have just to separate the, the art from the artist. Don't have to do that shit. with Kentaro. So <laughs> don't got to do that with Paul Mooney. So two great men that we lost – the world is lessened by their loss, and I just want to say rest in peace and our condolences to their family and friends. So, yeah. On to something a little brighter. I finished the season four run of Castlevania on Netflix this week. I know you're still going through it, right, Derek? Yeah, no spoilers. And, and Jordan, you've never seen it. <laughs> I've never seen it. I've never seen it. Okay. Do you? Yes, I know. Femur. I know that you guys. I mean, because Castlevania isn't technically a horror game. It's definitely more of an action game. But I know you guys don't really do horror games. Have you played any Castlevania games? I've never played a Castlevania game. I am aware that the TV show is beloved by everyone, and that everyone says how good it is all the time. It's really good. But 
I I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'll say this. I feel like the reason why it's so good, I mean, it does a really good job a la the Mortal Kombat movie of, of sticking to the source material and bringing a lot from that, but also just fleshing out the characters. It feels like the Game of Thrones of video game adaptation sometimes because there's a lot of moving pieces and there's some some really heavy character development. Although so far, and I think this wraps up, like season four wraps up this arc between the three main characters, Alucard, Trevor Belmont, and Saifa Benatis. Um, mm-hmm. Their their story is done and they nailed it. They nailed it. Like all the way up until the end, I was like, oh, this is good. And the animation and the particularly the action animation is like the best I've ever seen outside of maybe the most ridiculous anime. Like they're really putting in work. So between really? the writing and just the ass kickery, if you want to call it that, it's it <laughs> for me it's just going from really dramatic development that I'm totally invested in to breathless action scene back to dramatic development. And I really care for a lot of these characters. And what I was really surprised about with this show, particularly at the end of season two and four, is how heartfelt it was. Castlevania got tears out of me Mm. more than once. And I mean, I don't know if I need to say much more. It is worth your time, whether you're a fan of Castlevania or not. I think any gamer can appreciate a good video game adaptation, a good story, a good action set piece. And it's got everything. Especially when those are so rare. Yeah. Is it yeah. a Western show or is this a dub sub situation? It's Western. It's Well, it's a Netflix anime, original anime series. So you Yeah, know but the, like the writers around, and actors but, are Western. Yeah, but So it's like they? Avatar. You know what? We're not going to get all deep off into all that. It's Western. <laughs> we're just yeah. going to yeah. stick with Michael. It's Western. <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, I was going to say, there there may be Eastern animators, but as far as the writing and the framing of the show, I'm pretty sure that... that yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it's decent. I really like it. So, All right. Well, uh, it's a video game podcast. We should probably talk more about video games. Let's get into what we've been playing this week. We'll start with our guest, Big Nakruma. What you been playing this week? Well, anyone who's heard me talking about things that I play would not be surprised to hear that I've been playing a lot of the new Destiny 2 season, Season of the Splicer. Just came out last week. This is the second week that we're in right now. Can I do the thing um, that Cedric does? Like, ah, oh, Destiny, okay, here we go. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> yeah, you can you can totally tune me out if you want. Um, no, no, I'm interested. <laughs> I seesaw on this game. I think it's one of those things that I'm always going to play it. Whenever there's new stuff, I'm going to come back and and see what's going on. I'm always going to keep up with it. But there are times where I'm not really playing Destiny, Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. sometimes for weeks or months at a time. That streak got broken with the big expansion last year called Beyond Light. It totally brought me back in. And the seasonal content that they've been doing is actually more story focused. And they've been saying for years, Bungie, the the developers have been saying for years that they've been moving in this direction of more story focused seasonal gameplay and stuff like that. And now we're actually seeing the fruits of that. Like it's not just talk anymore. Mm. And every week there's a new story beat and the new story beat is really interesting. And it doesn't take so long to get through that I actually do have time to play other things that used to be like, we used to joke that destiny was our second job. It doesn't really feel like that anymore, but at the same time, I'm almost getting more out of it. 
So I would definitely recommend anyone who is like a lapsed Destiny player to check it out. If you are new to the game, it's on Game Pass. And so if you have Game Pass, you can play it for free. You can't play the seasonal content without buying it, but it's definitely worth investigating the game before you dive in and actually pay for it. Yeah. Um, and there's plenty to do that's free. So I don't know. I'm, I'm in love with the lore of the game. They're doing some really cool stuff. They're setting up this end game like ending where you're kind of uniting all of the different factions that you've been interacting with for the five or six years that the game has been going on now. Hmm. Uh, so it's good stuff. Yeah. All right. a la Mass Effect, like a big world threatening event that just unites all the different factions. Yeah, basically. I mean, <laughs> I think Mass Effect has definitely done story better than Destiny has <laughs> so Well, far. I mean, it's, it's it's got the advantage of format, too, so... Yeah. yeah. It's definitely the same kind of, like, world building, though, where there's different enemy races and there's different characters that are doing things in the background and stuff, so... Cool. Um, okay. Cool. That's great. Apex uh, Legends also had a new season launch recently. Uh, it's one week older than the Destiny season, and that it, it scratches my pvp first person shooter itch totally <laughs> i love the new arenas that they've got it was a strictly battle royale until this season now they have a 3v3 mode where it's basically a 3v3 mode where you know you got one life per round rules of battle royale apply like you get knocked down you don't get immediately eliminated mm. uh if you lose all your health and you can get back up but you know if you get eliminated that's a wrap there's no revive like in the battle royale version of apex and then you do tennis rules I don't, <laughs> there might be a way to describe that <laughs> that isn't tennis rules but you have to win by two matches you can't just like <laughs> squeak it out you have to like show dominance over the other team so you can go all the way to sudden death where it's round nine i think and i have been there a few times it gets extremely sweaty they have a new bow i'm a huge fan of all bows and all video games my favorite weapon archetype ever mm. um and so just really enjoying the hell out of that and the new character is really dope too and calls back to titanfall which i have not had a lot of experience with but a lot of apex people who come from titanfall are extremely hype over her background and all the lore associated with it so also having a ton of fun with apex well, when you get a chance to get back into Ghost of Tsushima, you probably picked the bow person, too, because I did. But we, we, we got to maybe do a few rounds of the Horde mode on that, because that's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Also, speaking Soon. of Apex and playing online, one of our recent guests, he's a streamer on Facebook. His name is King Thugless. If you have a chance to listen to that episode, Thugless Ruckus Bone. What, is that what we called it? <laughs> Thugless? Yeah, King yeah, Thugless, really so. he's a really nice guy. He's actually local to us. He's got a pretty good community. He was on our podcast and on our friend's podcast a couple of times and just seems like a really good chill dude and maybe somebody to get, you know, within the Gamer Friends network just to have. He's a god at Rocket League, but he's also really good at playing stuff like Division and Apex and things like that. So mm, that's of mucho interest because there right. are some <laughs> hardcore Rocket League folks that we've got in uh, hanging out in our discord. Yeah, I mean, I can get you some information. Maybe uh, he can get in on your Discord and, and uh, connect with you guys. I think that he would he would be down for that, too. He's super friendly. 
Uh, nice. He's actually a, a brand new father too. He just uh, had a little baby girl last year. So oh, uh, beautiful. He's doing that new new uh, new kid gaming struggle. I remember right. many sleepless <laughs> nights with my son on my chest while I played Resident Evil uh, Revelations Two. It's good times. The perfect <laughs> game for that. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Dad, I want you playing. Go back Straight, to yeah, he's oddly comfortable with the sound of headshots. Who knew? Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, Anything else this week? Yeah, the final thing that I've been putting way more time than I want to admit into is an indie game. I'm a huge management sim person going back to Roller Coaster Tycoon and SimCity and all that stuff. Software Inc. is pretty much what you'd expect. You're just simming a software company hmm. that you hmm. literally build from the ground up. You're the first employee. You start out doing contract work. You eventually write your own software. You make some money. You can hire people. You write more software. And now I have like several hundred employees who are doing like dozens of projects at all times. And we're making millions of dollars every month. It's just a really interesting way to play that because I feel like you could focus on yourself as a character as opposed to the company and they are very company focused in this iteration of of a sim so I'm having a ton of fun with it a lot of my favorite youtubers have recently got back into it because they announced I shouldn't say announced they um released a new alpha this is one of those forever in alpha (laughs) games on steam (laughs) so I've been playing it for like four or five years now off and on, but I usually only play when they have a major update. And so this is the last major update. It's a few months old, finally diving into it and enjoying it a lot. I can't wait to be done recording this, not because we're not having a great time, but because I have millions of dollars to make virtually in software Inc. (laughs) It's just waiting for me. (laughs) Okay. We'll get yours. Definitely. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I'll never see it in the real world, but maybe digitally. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure somewhere deep in the brain it's scratching a similar itch. At least we can hope. <laughs> All right, well, uh, what you been uh, what you been playing this week, Derek? I've been playing Panzer Dragoon Remake. Actually, I let's let me let me rephrase. I played a little bit of Panzer Dragoon Remake on the Switch, and it was. Uh, I've been side eyeing it, but I was worried it was. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much uh, like honestly, I'd rather just play the original on Sega Saturn. Like, mm. that's how much the remake doesn't do for me. It's just a bad Oof. port? Or... Yeah, it's not... Maybe the game just... And <laughs> I, I feel bad saying this, but... Maybe the game just isn't that great? I mean, it was always a little basic in premise, you know? Yeah. I mean, any game nowadays, that would just be how you get to A to B in a flyaway, but it wouldn't be the whole game. You know what I right. mean? I think you yeah, could get away so... with that back in the day, because not too many games were letting you fly. Yeah, that but that's that's damn near blasphemy for Sega Saturn people. <laughs> How dare you? Sorry, Sega <laughs> Panzer Saturn Dragoon, people. <laughs> the oh, crown man. jewel of the Saturn library. Oh, well, I mean, it's one of them. It's that was like Guardian Heroes. That was my favorite. Good yeah, that, that, that game's pretty dope too. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of put that down, mm. and maybe I'll go back to it. Maybe I won't. Uh, I grabbed, like I said earlier, Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory, mm-hmm. and I played the first, I think, three songs. And I enjoy it. I'm not very good at rhythm games. I mean, I'm okay. I got an A rank, but I feel like I should be getting an S every time. Mm. But of course, <laughs> Vicky's gonna Vicky's gonna hate this. But I'm literally I'm sitting there playing it, and this is before we're doing the podcast, mm. right before we started recording. Mm. I'm playing it, and she's like, "Hey, babe, this, that, and the other, this, 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 this." I'm like, "Babe, <laughs> this is rhythm based. <laughs> I can't concentrate. You're making me miss stuff." 
Man, I gotta play this song over, man. Come on, Biv. But yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty interesting. I'm gonna play all the way through it and see what story beats they threw in this random side music game okay. for the next Kingdom Hearts game. <laughs> well, if there's anything notable, let me know because I don't know if I'll ever get around to playing it. And honestly, I don't know if I'll ever get around to really truly understanding the lore. I don't know I if mean, I'll ever get around think to thinking that I need will. to understand the lore. Mm. But I mean, darkness hearts, hearts. Dar- uh, my friends, I know my <laughs> friends, and my friend they they know right. me, and my and heart, we're, and we're friends, and a heart can exist even if it's made of gelatin. <laughs> Anyways, what else should you be playing this week? <laughs> and uh, finally, finished Final Fantasy X for the umpteenth and time. What a ride! What a ride it was. Yeah, for like the tenth time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And but the, this was the time that my wife watched me play it all the way through. Memories. All 40, 44 hours. And she liked it. At the end of it, she said, ah, needed more romance, though. I'm like, because mm. that's how I sold it to her. I sold it to her as a romance story. <laughs> it is. Well, now you got to play 10, too, so you can see that romance play out. But you make sure you get 100% no. so you get the extra, extra scene. Hell no. I already told her what happens. <laughs> oh. I, it's not a bad game, but it's not something that I want to play through again. Yeah, a fair. Yeah, like, Plus, yeah, again, like, in I, order to get all the yeah. story beats, you literally do have to 100%, which means you have to play it at least 2.5 times. Exactly, but that's what YouTube Oof. is for. That's so what YouTube is for. play that cutscene. But yeah, it's, uh, it's great. Jekt is her favorite thing to say now. Yeah. <laughs> she just be like, Jekt. Jekt. She's objection. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> She's throwing she she drew Jack's name in big bubble letters. I sent oh, you a man. picture. I shouldn't give her. Like, I saw that. I shouldn't give her this idea, but she needs to get like a blitz ball, whether that's like a like a kickball or a soccer oh, ball or something. Yeah. And then like whenever she wants to interrupt you, she just whips it at you and goes objection. Right. <laughs> and you just ow my head. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, that was no the jack shot. Performing the jack shot. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, my boy. You're not the only right. one that can't do the jack shot. I'm big right. shit around here. I'm the best. <laughs> but yeah, so that's what I've been playing. Uh, I'm really hoping to get back on Persona Five Strikers, man. It's been in the back of my head, and I just he's <sighs> good. It's hard for me to get back into it. How I is really, it? I like well, not. It's really good. Yeah, like, it's I mean, really good. It's just hard for me to get back into a game. That I put hours into and then stopped playing. You guys don't really do Persona, do you? No. I didn't think so. Oh, it, man. It's adjacent. It's kind of a devil game. <laughs> to further the joke. <laughs> there's a running joke yeah. on Gamer Friends. They don't do devil games. I, yeah, there's I think a the... giant sentient penis monster. No, well, there's that. But you can also... I mean, it's like God and devil Pokemon. You can literally summon Satan to do your bidding because he's one of the Personas. Although not in Persona 5 Strikers, you don't get Satan, but you do get Lucifer. You don't get Satanael. Uh, well, no, you guess you get Satanael. Wait, do you? Okay. No, I don't. No, you don't. I don't think you. Don't, no. You get Lucifer in New, New, Game, New Game Plus, and that's it. Oh. No Satanael. Boo. No, no Beelzebub. <laughs> and I'm not saying that as like just saying no Satan again. There's a separate Persona called Beelzebub. Mm. They actually separate all his names out. So there's oh, Lucifer, there's actual Lucifer, actual oh Satan, actual Beelzebub. They got all the angels too. They got Gabriel, they got Michael, they got uh, Baphomet. Everybody. Yeah, they got Baphomet. That's right. He's separate. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Belial. Dark sided. I, I wasn't. Oh, yeah. I, I was like, oh yeah, lol. They have, it's it's a, right. it's a devil game. <laughs> no, actually, it might be the devil game. 
right? Yeah. The uh, premier devil game. Yeah, no, I mean, they they literally pull, they take it from every religion. They got demons and gods from Hindu, Taoist, Christianity, Irish lore, Celtic, like all that stuff. They pull from every, I've learned so much about religion from Persona. Also, mm-hmm. was it Jingo, what do they, they call that that um, philosophy they use? Jingoism? Jingo? Jingo? Jingoism. Django. Jangoism. Django Unchainism. We're going to go down to the Paula have some white cake. Right. Right. Well, whatever it's called, I can't remember anymore. No. Oh, now I know. Youngie. It's, it starts with a... This is why I think of Django. It, it's, spelled, it's spelled like JG, but it's like Jungian philosophy. And it's about how... You separate your mind is separate from the persona that you put forth, and how most of the th- and the theme of most of those games, especially for party members, is if they don't face down their true self, including the bad part, and they don't rip off the mask of their persona and like live more like themselves, then their persona will destroy them. That's the plot for Persona Four specifically, but it mm-hmm. kind of plays into the same philosophy and themes of the other games. It's actually really fascinating if you're a philosophy nerd. So. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting yeah. to me the same way that Disco Elysium, to bring that back, is interesting. Yeah. Um, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll watch it. Because the other thing is JRPGs are just not my thing. And so... Yeah. Understandable. Yeah. Perhaps well, you, I'm the JRPG nerd of I the, would say of group. I would say look up a playthrough of either Persona 4 Golden, because that's pretty good. And maybe if you even... They actually, in Persona 4 Golden specifically, they actually have... Union philosophy classes that you can just watch from like an extra menu where they just teach you the philosophy that, that the game is based off of, which is really cool. Hmm. And hmm. and then Persona 5, just do like Persona 5 Vanilla or Persona 5 Royal. Royal is just going to add more story, but you don't really need it to get the general gist if you're just going to watch it. If you're going to play it, definitely play Royal. And I think you'll come to understand why people are such big fans of it and why it's it is just slick and stylish mm-hmm. as hell. The music is just wah, banging. Oh, All bangers. Just slapping. Mm. Just slapping like a fish. Just slap. Slap your mama. Slap, like a slap magic your mama good. Slashing around. Slap. That's right. <laughs> Anyways, it's good. All right, well, let me get into what I've been playing this week. I think I've been playing the ultimate devil game this week, Diablo 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Diablo 3 is one of those games that I started and stopped a bunch and really couldn't get into. I got it on 360, and I got to the second act, and I just stopped. And then I won it in a contest from eStarland.com. It's a used game oh. site where they like give away free stuff every day if you follow their Twitter or whatever. And uh, <laughs> I did. I was like, I'll follow your Twitter and write a review on your site or whatever for a free game. And then they gave me Diablo 3 on Switch. I was like, thanks, guys. Oh, they gave it to you on Switch. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I was it's thinking like of it, the vanilla PS3 version. No, I have the Eternal Collection, which is like the okay. culmination of all the stuff on Switch. And it, it was when it first came out, too, that they gave it to me. Oh. And I, you know, I have all the amiibos. So I have the little Treasure Goblin amiibo. It works yeah. really cool. It actually allows you once a day to go to this treasure dimension and just get dumb amounts of money. It didn't break the game. But it made it so I wasn't super concerned with loot like I normally would be because I kind of was already dipped in butter just going into it. Thanks you got to a Treasure free loot Di- goblin every day just because you played on Switch. Yeah, I did. What? That's actually there's a, a it's not it's not just a loot goblin. It's not just a loot goblin. It's a loot boss. 
it's an actual giant boss that you fight that summons loot goblins while you're fighting it, and then a giant treasure chest smashes it, and when it opens, a bunch of like high level loot falls out for for your level. Like it's still scaled or whatever. So as you advance in the game, it's not going to be good forever. But you have a higher chance of getting gemstones early on, and I got a few legendaries out of it too. So that was nice. Hmm. Nice. Hmm. My Diablo three run ended pretty abruptly because we discovered duping. <laughs> <laughs> and so all the grinding that we were yeah. doing, we we're like, the bane oh, of dungeon crawlers. We don't have to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And then it, as soon as we got everything that we wanted, we were like, oh, that's why we, that's why we shouldn't do. <laughs> yeah. Cause it makes it not fun anymore. Yeah. I've been steadfastly mm-hmm. avoiding any kind of like news on that. Cause once I, f- I know that that's a thing, it kind of ruins it for me too. It's really easy to do in the older Baldur's Gate games because you have, like, the change players and you can import older players. And uh, you can do, like, super easy by yourself. Yeah, I got all the way up through... I don't know how many acts there are, but I'm in Act 5 right now. It's actually much longer than this type of game that I'm used to playing. It's the first Diablo game I've ever played. So, Ooh. But uh, I'm obsessed with it right now. I'm playing as a wizard, and I got this weapon that does, like, plus four almost 500% arcane orb damage. <laughs> so I've just mm-hmm. been lobbing arcane orbs at everybody's faces until I run out of mana and then switch to arc lightning to like beef the mana back up. And he can make duplicates of himself and shoot death beams and rain blizzards from the sky or bring up hydras to shoot elemental energies. I'm like, I really like this wizard. He's a nice wizard. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I've defeated a lot of devils. That wizard is from the moon. <laughs> Yeah, he's from the moon. Um, But yeah, like Diablo himself, Belial shows up at one point. It's good stuff. So, yeah, I that that's a game I've actually played. Blasphemy! You played the devil game, (laughs) right? (laughs) I'm a fan of the Diablo series. You know, we we do make a lot of jokes about horror games and and horror adjacent stuff. But Mm. I don't find Diablo to be scary. It's just, you know, the theming is gory and gross. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm very excited about four and I would strongly encourage you to play the remake of two that's coming out. Okay. Um, It, Two is much better than three. It's ah. by far and away the best Diablo game. And I think folks are waiting to see, is four going to be two or is four going to be three? <laughs> <laughs> right. Or is it going to be Marvel Ultimate Alliance three? Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Which is even worse. Um, okay. Well, yeah. No, thank you for the suggestion. I will check out Diablo two when it comes out. On Mondays, I do brawlers for my stream, and I played Final Fight Streetwise this week, which is the PS2 game that was not very well received. It's very edgelord. It's very 2000s butt rock. It's like they watched Fight Club, and then they watched Snatch, and they were like, we can do that and, and put it in our game, and they did their best. They even named one of the characters Handsome Bob. So, uh, mm-hmm. what I was I like, say Borderlands? Yeah, right? <laughs> um, what I like about it is it's semi-open world because you're in Metro City and you can walk around. They're like, you need to go to the bar to find this guy. He's over here down at the docks. Try the warehouse. Go to the porn theater. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> And yeah, it feels really Western, but then, then you can tell, you remember it's a Capcom game when you go to the diner and they're like, I'm not giving you any info on Big Tony until we get rid of these roaches. Do you want to get rid of the roaches? And then it's like, play the roach mini game or pay $50 to skip it. So when you play the mini game, this song starts off and there's like this Japanese guy going, you what the, you what the get, you what the get up. And then you hear girls go, and you're just running around stopping like actual large 
like JPEGs of roaches that are skidding around the diner, <laughs> and you have to do it in five minutes. I'm so dumb, and I love stupid crap like that. <laughs> and then, of course, the music like kicks up as the timer runs out. So you hear, "Sir, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it." I'm like, "Ah, I gotta stop the roaches." Mm-hmm. And then it goes back to being serious, and you're like punching people bloody again, and it just goes back and forth between that. And you get cameos from Cody and Guy and Hagar, but you're playing an original character that's Cody's brother. And Cammy even shows up from Street Fighter. And there's a subplot with drugs that turn people into like strong zombies or something. And then there's like this Four Horsemen of Apocalypse. There's some devil stuff in it. Why is there just devil stuff in every game that we're talking about? Everything the devil has infiltrated every part of our lives. Yeah. What can I say? That's all right, though. <laughs> Thanks, Devil, okay. for the games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, speaking of scary games, though, I play scary games as part of my Friday Night Fright show every Friday. And last Friday, because tonight I'm playing Resident Evil Village, although it didn't arrive in the mail today, so maybe I'm not. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I was supposed to arrive in the mail, and I didn't. I, my wife didn't. I mean, she grabbed the mail, but she didn't, she's probably not bothering me because I'm on a podcast, but we'll, we'll see. If I'm not playing that, I'm going to find something. But I'm going to be playing Resident Evil Village soon. But last week, I finished the last DLC for Little Nightmares called The Residence. Uh, have you played Little Nightmares at all, Jordan? No. <laughs> of course. Okay. Fair not. enough. <laughs> it, it's more of a puzzle game like Limbo. I don't really think of it as scary, although there are tense moments. But it's more just kind of somber and odd. I'm shaking my head. I've seen screenshots of that creepy-looking woman coming in the door. Oh, no. the geisha lady? Nope, yeah. Not for me. Fair not enough. Not for me. Fair enough. <laughs> well, um, shit away from me. I'm going to do some quick spoilers for the game. So for those who are interested in playing it, skip ahead in the notes to the next game. So three, two, one. That's your spoiler warning. Here we go. So the original game you're playing is a little girl named Six who is trying to escape from, I think it's a ship. You start in the very bowels where they have like, you know, people locked up like a prison. And she suffers from hunger pangs. And the first time you have a hunger pang, you can see through a barred window that there's like this cafe area and there's this young child eating like a a hunk of bread. And the child sees you double over in pain and they take their bread. And it's very well animated because you can tell they look at you, they consider their bread, they consider you, and they push their bread through the slot. And then you eat the bread so you can carry on. And then the child kind of hugs their knees in the background. You can tell that they went hungry to save you. And it's sad. Hmm. And then you go through and eventually you get hungry again and you eat some questionable meat. (laughs) And then you because they're I think they're actually like keeping prisoners to serve them to the people above decks. They're like these really gluttonous, gross people that just eat whatever meats in front of them. Eventually you you run across these little gnome people, the little skittery gnomes, and you can hug them and befriend them. You eventually, towards the end of the game, and I don't think this is, it's either before or just after. I think it's just before you fight the evil geisha lady. She's like the last person you have to beat to escape the ship. You're having a hunger pang again. And in the past, hunger pangs have gotten you in trouble. They've gotten you captured. They've made other kids hungry. But what are you going to do? You're hungry. And the little gnome has a little piece of sausage, and the gnome holds it up to you. And you walk up to the gnome, and then Six just attacks the gnome and eats it instead. And I'm like... What the hell is happening? (laughs) So the whole time you're playing as a psychopath and you didn't even know it. Well, the weird thing about the DLC, and this is why I wanted to run through that, I think the DLC is you playing as a little boy that gave her bread, but I can't prove that. What I can prove is that at one point when she does eat something that gets her locked up by the long-armed janitor guy, he's there because you get locked up by him too. And then you, you keep going parallel to her throughout your whole adventure. The only difference is while she gets away from the geisha lady, you don't. 
the geisha lady captures you at the last dlc called the residence and turns you into a little nomi person like all the nomi people that you've been working you know with to try to get out of the ship in the last scene where you're a nomi person you're in that same room where she ate the gnome and you pick up a piece of sausage and i was like oh my god no she ate my character Mm. Six is gonna eat you, buddy. Run! So no. it just came full circle, and I was like, "That was dark and depressing." Hmm. Oh my God! It's The Last Damn. of Us Two. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's rough. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I gotta say, I did enjoy my time. It was, there were some puzzles that had me stumped for a little bit. If you watch the stream, you'll just see me go, "Hey, you're supposed to open a drawer. I don't know what I'm supposed to do." And I sit there for like two minutes, feeling dumb, and then I figure it out. But I will say proudly that I did not look up any help. I did it all on my own. Oh, so good for yay. you. He's a big boy. I'm big boy. <laughs> I play big boy games. Big boy. So uh, the last game that I want to talk about is my mainstream game, Returnal. Now, up to this point, I played six episodes. Last week, I talked about you know three and four and how I was just trucking right along. This is the first week where the game really started to kick my ass. I made zero progress. I played about four hours this week, and it was just run after run of me just running up against something I can't handle and getting bodied. So I'm starting to understand what people are saying about it being hard. It just didn't get stupid hard until just recently for me. I still think I can beat the game, but I'm in like the fourth and fifth biome and just understanding the enemy patterns and kind of getting the rhythm. It sucks because I only play mainstream games twice a week, so I just played Thursday this week. And I'm not going to play again until Tuesday. So everything I got kind of brushed up on, I have to rebrush myself up on and hopefully actually make some progress next week. So if you like to see somebody do well at a game, check out the first four episodes. <laughs> if you like to laugh at somebody getting their ass kicked, I would suggest episode five and six. All right. <laughs> five so, and six it is. There you go. All right. Well, I think it might be about time to get into gaming news. This is why I need music from Cedric. So, <laughs> so yeah, the, the first thing I wanted to get into is probably the more kind of serious and somber piece, but I think it, it needs to be said. It's something that I've been following for a while, and I just kind of want to express my thoughts on it. And it's relevant. Because gamer journalists have been getting involved, and specifically I want to talk about what happened with IGN this week, and it's in regards to the recent Palestinian-Israeli struggle, which they did call a ceasefire, which is great for future violence, but doesn't really answer what's been happening to the Palestinians. And I'm not going to go through the whole history of the conflict. Everybody has an opinion whether they, they want to worry about it or not, or whether, you know, which side they're taking. And I think there's a lot of bad faith arguments out there. So I'm just going to say, I support Palestine. They were there first. They've been disproportionately destroyed and affected by this conflict. And I don't, I don't think what's happening to them is fair. So I'll say that. But aside from that, IGN dropped an article called How to Help Palestinian Civilians, because they are being killed and their children are being killed way more than any retaliation against uh, Israel has. And so they posted some links to relief funds, you know, Doctors Without Borders, Children's Relief Funds, things like that. And then IGN, the higher-ups of IGN, above the editorial board, actually took it down without discussing it with anyone, which has caused a lot of ire this week, including an open letter from the editorial staff and several members of the IGN team going, what the hell? And I don't know, Jordan, you have any thoughts on that? I have a lot of thoughts on this. Speaking for myself, I 
am excited to see the level of consciousness around this being raised. I think a lot of the work that has been done over the past two years with Black Lives Matter and people becoming acutely aware of how the police treat black people and not just black people, how the police treat anyone who is not subservient and immediately responsive to them. Mm -hmm. And the consciousness has been raised such that the parallels to what's going on in Palestine are extremely clear to people who are paying attention. So this feels different than in the past. It feels like there's been a real watershed shift in how folks are appreciating the conflict and understanding it. And I think it's really obvious if someone just walked up to where you lived and said, you don't live here anymore and pointed a gun at you until you left. And then you can't come like, what else do you do other than respond in the ways that Palestine has responded? So it seems really reprehensible that IGN and specifically the, the holding company that runs IGN, that they took this action without any notice. I think it's a very clear issue of censorship. The open letter makes that very clear. And, yeah. you know, I, I stand in solidarity with them. I stand in solidarity with Palestine. And I encourage folks who have questions, who see this as a huge, complicated mess. Jewish Voice for Peace has a really incredible resource explaining the Nakba. And I would suggest you go check that out. It definitely helped inform me. And I know it's been very helpful for a lot of other folks as well. Yeah, this, this issue is not as complicated as someone leads you to believe. It hasn't gone back thousands of years. It's early 19th century we're talking about. And once you do get the history on it, the picture is clear that one side is severely disadvantaged and the other side is acting way out of turn. So I'm with you and I'm with Palestine. I support them. Free Palestine. If anybody else is interested in supporting or providing relief, I am going to include those links that were taken down by IGN in the show notes. And I think, like you, Jordan, I'm heartened by the level of awareness that this is getting and how the shift of people just, well, Israel's our ally and our politicians and government tells us that we should side with them. So sure. No, people are actually starting to pay attention and go, no, wait a second, something's not right here. And I think that we can thank Black Lives Matter and the increased consciousness of Americans that, you know, a person of color and a white person can live a very different life here in America. And that includes in the Middle East. So mm-hmm. includes all parts of the world, really. So they shut that shit down like they shut off my water. Yes, they did. They didn't tell you shit. That's uh... <laughs> thank you, capitalism. Thank you, Whitman. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, yeah, we won't dwell on it. But, uh, you know, it's it's a it's an issue near and dear to my heart. So, you know, anytime you guys have some some lefty stuff going on, I'd love to, to stop by Gamer Friends and shoot the shit with you guys, because is a passion of mine and I'm always learning. And I mentioned that when I was talking to to Jay about, you know, the framing of the media that we consume, I'm always learning, but the more that you learn, the more this is uncovered, the more it just feels like something needs to be done. So anybody that's moved to action, I will include those links, including the educational link that Jordan mentioned in our show notes today. All right. Getting on to other gaming news, Derek, you had a few pieces that you wanted to, uh, wanted to mention what's going on this week. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, big news, big news. GTA Five is coming out on PS Five and Series X. No, oh my god, 
Oh my oh god, my shut up. I have been GTA waiting since 5? 2013 oh my to play goodness. this game on a PS5 and Series X. Do man. you think it's, it's possible <laughs> it might come out for PS6? Because no, there's no way. Four generations. Why? We, we I don't know, man, that but lucky. you remember when it came out on PS4 and it gave you first person yeah. view? Yeah, I'm what's this one gonna be like? Four D. Fourth person. Oh my god, <laughs> we're gonna be able to smell Trevor's balls. I love it. Hell yeah! So I want to uh, be inside the head of Michael and just feel his existential hatred towards his midlife whatever he's going through. Instructor. That's right. I want to feel the tennis instructor's boner. <laughs> like, yeah. that's, I want the experience of drinking the up green against juice. my lower back. <laughs> Oh, wonderful. wonderful. <laughs> Jordan, are you excited? I'm thrilled. Uh, Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I am mostly thrilled that it's it's not going to cost anything this time. <laughs> because, I don't know, I... I <laughs> I, I do play GTA Online occasionally. It's, yeah, uh, I mean, know. it's good to have it on the next-gen system for those of us that have them, so... But, but still, it is sure we'd rather six, for God's sake. Six? <laughs> Just make six, guys. Right. At least announce your intentions. Like, See, what, no, what needs to happen coming for 10 years. Okay, right. we'll shut what up. What needs to happen is people need to stop paying for stuff on GTA Online, and then they will make six. Until that happens... All right, I'll let you get started on convincing people to do that, Derek. That'll yeah, be it your, looks like we're your task. Be, I will GTA take this. <laughs> yeah. Report yeah, back and let us know how uh, it goes. I will. I was defeated. <laughs> <laughs> I lost. Let's see. eBay, starting July 15th, will be banning the sale of all adult games and media. No, my burn. My used burn. And this, this, will incl- right, this will include games that are rated 18. A, was it A18? Yeah, don't What about my me. hot coffee version of GTA San Andreas? No, you can't get that. Aww. Silly human. I already have it, so it's fine. But <laughs> It's being ported to uh, Series X and PS5, if you, if you didn't hear. <gasps> really? Yay, I can't wait to play San Andreas. Wait, wait to get my hot coffee on. Mm. Yeah. No, they removed the hot coffee portion after the port there, Derek. Oh, well, he said, yeah. okay. No, but, no, but, just, just but Jordan said. No, no. No 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 hot coffee for you. <laughs> I don't even like coffee. Get off get off but, the table. Uh, Let me I think the water ball. Get off the table. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but here my thing about that is like really? Like I know there aren't a whole lot of I think there's only like 22 games that are rated. Yeah, this is a very 90s only. thing that's happening. Didn't we get past censoring like sexual content? Yeah. And it's just weird. What are we doing? It's fucking weird. This is probably Fallout from OnlyFans and Tumblr and all that kind of stuff. Everyone's just trying to censor sex workers. I don't know why eBay (laughs) feels like they need to be (laughs) has a a stick in that fight, (laughs) right? Right. Uh, Yeah. But I guess to make it family friendly, I I I don't know. Just don't search for porn if you don't want to buy porn on eBay. Yeah. It's like eBay's already a step removed. They're not producing any of this content. They're hosting a store for people to sell each other's shit. Just back away, man. Right. Just back you, away. You literally don't have to be that hands-on. You just sell your shit, we get our money, move on. Yeah, that's right. They're not hurting nobody, of you. Just ban, like, explicit images or something, and then you should be good to go. Which yeah, I'm sure they're um, already banned. Yeah. You, gotta, you gotta do it like FYE uh, <laughs> does, and they put the, the black slip cover in front of the uh, adults only stuff well, so the kids can't come over and I don't know just peel it off 
or just lift it up and look. Yeah. It's weird. Somewhere it's the, the owner operator of Backpages is like, the day is mine. <laughs> like right. They're going to be the only host for all this stuff. Yeah. So uh, eBay back off, censoring back off, Sony back off of censoring because I'm tired of seeing shit get censored. Honestly. Yeah. Show me the booty and Devil And especially cry. anime. Oh, I hate to. I'm getting off topic, but when I see a gory scene in anime get censored and it's just blacked out. Mm-hmm. I was like, now you've taken me out of it, and now yeah. I don't want to watch it anymore. So, yeah, like if it's the artist's vision, that's one thing. Like for example, Berserk, they don't draw any genitals because they just don't want to. They're like, we don't want right. you to just stare at the genitals the whole time. But it, they don't know that I'm just staring at the not genitals the whole time. But it, it's fine. But <laughs> no, no, I mean, no, no, that, no. that's I'm their vision. That's genitals. what they wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, watching with my wife. Hey, look, genitals. <laughs> Look at those genitals. She's like, I know, I know, I see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was watching, uh, I was watching, what's that uh, movie called? The Ari Aster film, the scary one, uh, Midsommar. Mm-hmm. There's some genitals in that movie. I was watching those genitals. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. good, but good yeah, times. That's, that's we really, all, we really got off got. onto That's a all weird... I got for gaming news, man. Thank you. Know, you. Oh, my God. I'm, a second, I'm but dying for back. a segue. <laughs> Jordan, can you please tell us about online games or something? <laughs> uh... <laughs> uh um, uh, genitals. Uh, yeah. No, no. Divide <laughs> us from that because genitals oh. are leaky. Does that oh. help? Divide <laughs> us from the leak. Division. The oh, leak. okay. Yeah, the division. <laughs> the division there we two. go. <laughs> Wait, it's not even the division two anymore. It's the yeah. division Heartland. Ooh. That's right. Oh. So the free-to-play division game is called the division Heartland. We're expecting to see a lot more of it at E3 hmm. and. I think they were expecting that we would also see it at E3. Unfortunately, <laughs> there was a huge leak, and we've all already seen it. 20-plus minutes of gameplay from Heartland. It looks like it's just either one big dark zone or one big match of survival, which mm. is a Division One DLC that was their kind of spin on a PvEVP Battle Royale mode. It was one of the best parts about The Division. People have been clamoring for it to be brought to The Division 2 in some way, and it seems like this is the answer. I'm a very cautiously optimistic person about this free-to-play move from Ubisoft in general. I think that there's some opportunities for them to do some good stuff The problem is Ubisoft's microtransaction history is not great. Like the Assassin's Creed monetization is bad. It doesn't feel good. It's very greedy. So I'm worried about that part of it. Like Ubisoft doing it makes me nervous. But Mm -hmm. like it's a model that other companies have adopted recently. One of my favorite games that I've already talked about, Destiny, is technically free to play. Not really, but kind of. I don't know. It, it looks like The Division. If you enjoy The Division, I bet you're going to enjoy The Division Heartland. Yeah. Hopefully they're paying attention because it, it seems like when you go full ca- cash grab and you do fee to pay where you charge 60 bucks for a game and then you, you microtransaction the crap out of it, that doesn't work. And then, of course, you have free to play and then you do you go overboard with it. You can think of like EA and Battlefront. You can think of Square Enix recently having a real bad time with Marvel's Avengers and now Outriders for a completely separate reason. But, you know, hopefully they can take some lessons from that. And if they want to have a successful launch, they'll uh, 
take that into accord. But they're also a greedy, terrible company. So we'll see. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I'm at least keep all of the microtransactions cosmetic. That would be a huge step up because right now Ubisoft microtransactions are not all cosmetic. Some of them are actually impacting the game. Yeah, it's mostly impacting uh, single player games. So it's not it's not ruining anyone else's experience, but it still sucks that it's not base gameplay that you have access to just from paying the $60 price tag. Maybe that's what their justification will be. I don't know. It's probably going to be a mess, uh, but I'm excited for that mess because I do love The Division. I love extrajudicial killing. I love government-sanctioned murder of civilians in a pandemic. Uh, it's it's wonderful. Uh, the politics of it are awful, but it's one of my favorite games. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to gotta take a walk on the dark side and go, okay, it's wrong, but I see the appeal, but it's wrong. <laughs> All right. Right. But don't do it in real life. But it's wrong. But okay. <laughs> Some of the early pandemic stuff was, you know, the Division community was kind of like eyes emoji. You know, yeah, anyone like, else mm, looking at this? Guys, <laughs> mm, I don't know about this. Yeah. No, it was, it was it, there's a lot of things that were getting a little bit too real. I started playing Vampire during the pandemic. And, and that's, Ooh. if people don't know, that's about the, uh, the Spanish flu pandemic. And I was just like, there are a lot of similarities, like trying to convince people to wear masks and, <laughs> and like the spread it, but it was targeting young people instead of older people. So it was kind of like flip flopped in that aspect. But I was like, this is just feeling too real. And, and then I was telling Derek the other day that after playing last of us two, and when we would go out, we had our, like, I'd, we'd be in the car. I'd be like, okay, everybody masks on there's spores outside. <laughs> like, like, it just infects your brain because you're doing similar shit. So, yeah, the pandemic is actually why I stopped playing the division two. I was really enjoying it. And, uh, that was like my main game. Cause destiny had kind of fallen back. Mm. And, uh, then I was like, you know what? <laughs> just a little too real for me yeah it's life imitating art man crazy all right well there's some more news about what we talked about last week about rumors of nintendo getting games pass so court depositions and leaks keep coming out from you know the epic versus apple battle and xbox is embroiled in that and unfortunately some dealings with nintendo got leaked and nintendo's like speaking up they're like hey redact that that's too sensitive and the stuff they're asking about (laughs) redaction has to do with patent online patents and uh, cloud gaming and things that are associated typically with operating games pass nintendo doth protest too much methinks so (laughs) i'm really really convinced that nintendo was working with i mean mean, unless somebody like full-on leaks it like netflix zelda and they just take their ball and go home again like the punks they are I feel like Nintendo's <laughs> going to work with Xbox and possibly get a Games Pass so they can get more games on the platform, which that's just good news all around, yeah. I think. I will get, I Games, Pass get Games Pass on the Nintendo. Then it, that means I don't have to get an Xbox. Nothing wrong with Xbox. It's just I chose PS5, and I don't want to get both because I feel like I just can't justify that to my wife. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, again, we're doing okay. She's working on the backyard. She's putting rocks down. She's landscaping. There's a greenhouse out there. I'm like, girl, you're really trying to get us, like, self-sufficient. And I appreciate you. Uh, I'm I'm over here buying electronics. Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I'm over here buying stupid (laughs) shit. So (laughs) I'm I'm doing podcast research, babe. So, Mm -hmm. uh, no, I would appreciate if Games Pass is on Nintendo. Then it'd be less of a, a hard sell. So. 
Uh, speaking of Nintendo stuff, they announced a new Amiibo to go alongside the Skyward Sword HD release. It is a Zelda Loftwing, which is like the big giant bird in Skyward Sword Amiibo. I think it's going to be the same size as Detective Pikachu, the big Amiibo, Damn. because they're charging like $25 for it. And it's supposed to release on 716. If people are interested, I follow a Twitter account called at Amiibo Alerts, and they're pretty on it. This is one of the first Amiibo alerts where they's like, hey, pre-orders are up on Best Buy and GameStop. And I went online, and they're gone. Right. <laughs> but they keep selling out on Amazon, too. Yeah, like really quick. Because Zelda fans are rapidly wanting to get this particular Amiibo, which is making it rough for me. But I did snag it on Target today. Okay. So it, Target doesn't allow pickup, though, and I had to pay shipping, which I didn't like. So... <laughs> As soon as it comes up for Best Buy, which is Best Boy, I'm going to grab it there because I can go pick it up and then I'm going to cancel my Target. But I have it on Target in case it never opens up, which I'm thinking is a possibility because scalpers are already putting this Amiibo up like pre-order for $100 because they're the worst. Um, (laughs) But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, right? Mm -hmm. Gosh. Scalpers are just... I I don't like them. I don't like them. Anyways, so the reason why people are kind of pissed, the Amiibo functionality, what this does effectively is anywhere you are in the world, including in a dungeon, you can scan the Amiibo and bam, you're up in the sky, which is basically this game's version of fast travel. Whereas in the in the vanilla version of the game, in the game itself, you have to go to certain points to do that. So it's a convenience thing. And people are mad because they're like, that's a feature that should have been baked in the game, not walled behind a $25 Amiibo that most of us, unless we're online hitting the refresh button are probably not going to get for msrp anyways and Mm. i'm sympathetic to that i feel like to me amiibos when they do something really cool that's great like i just described what the treasure goblin does but you don't feel like it you know you're just you're kind of speeding up the loot gathering with the loot goblin it's not completely removing a feature you can't access otherwise you know what i mean mario odyssey for example you scan amiibos to get outfits that you can later buy in game you're just getting them a little early. So if you want to be dressed as Waluigi from Jump, you can, right? <laughs> I'm cool with that. <laughs> but uh, this, I kind of get why people are mad. That said, I collect Amiibos, so it's a non-issue for me. I'm going to get it anyways. I don't even know if I'm going to play Skyward Sword. I just want to put the Amiibo on the shelf and look at it and pet it and right. love it and touch it and things. That's what I'm surprised about this uh, this little item because... No one I know is excited about Skyward Sword. <laughs> <laughs> right? But I'm, I'm telling you, I see so much salt on message boards and Nintendo groups and stuff. Like, they are pissed. And I've yeah. seen a lot, you know, I think Kotaku recently reported on it, too, and they hate it. And I get it, I but, you know, for me, it just doesn't personally affect me. So if you're out there and you're planning on playing Skyward Sword HD, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And I wish you Godspeed. Yes. Happens with uh, every single new piece of gaming product that comes out that's probably going to be limited it it seems like it it seems like it but uh other rumors this week this is cool my number two game of the year for 2020 and would have been number one if it wasn't for the fact that the nostalgia just hit me in the feels with final Mm. fantasy 7 remake but hades may be getting a release on the ps4 so those who didn't have access or want to play it on PC or don't have a Switch will now be able to play Hades. And if you are one of those folks that just have a PS4, you need to get Hades. 
it's one of the best roguelites around. And again, we were—I think we were—I don't know if we were talking online or offline about just sexy characters. I think Persona has a lot of sexy characters. Super giant yeah. games—they got some sexy voice actors, man. All the characters are beautiful and they're well acted, and you fall in love with each and every one of them. And uh, the main character Zagreus can date all of them, which is nice. The story, the way they weave the story into the roguelike gameplay where you're trying to escape Hades, each time you die, you go back and try again. It's so cool how they weave that in. South Korea recently put up a ratings board listing for the game on PS4. So people are thinking, oh, it's coming to PS4. Mm -hmm. It's since been removed. They put it up and went, whoops, and put it back down. But you know what it is. You already know what it is. Uh, Jordan, have you ever played Hades? I have not. Roguelites are... Mm, not for me usually, but Hades is on the list. There's a few Switch games that I want to play. I've got a trip that I'm planning on not taking anything but the Switch and jumping through uh, a bunch of them. Cool. Well, let me know what you think. I think as far as roguelikes or roguelites, whatever you want to call them, go, I think Hades is probably the the best foot forward right now maybe that or returnal depending on you know if you're more action focused or not or story focused but i I think hades is the best foot forward so if you're gonna like them at all or any part of them like hades is going to be the one so if you don't like hades you probably just can give up on the whole genre at this point (laughs) damn yeah there's definitely ones that i've enjoyed but more that i haven't so i'm looking forward to it that's fair have you ever played rogue legacy no but i've watched it that one's pretty fun. That's one of the ones I like. Like, I like Binding of Isaac, too, but it's not super for me. Also, Devil Game. Um, Devil. <laughs> but, uh, like, I, I, I enjoy it, but not as much as others do. But my favorite roguelites so far that I've played have been Dead Cells, Hades, Returnal, and Rogue Legacy. So, See, Dead Cells is the That's why I'm worried, because last time there was hype like this, it was about Dead Cells. And I tried it, and I and I, I just couldn't do it. And Hades so, is better than Dead Cells, and Hades is more accessible than Dead Cells, and Hades has a way, 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 way better story and music than Dead Cells. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, those are explicitly my concerns, so <laughs> you've waved them away. I waved them away. Okay, well, let, I'm super interested to hear what you think, so let me know when you get a chance to play it. All right. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is a grouping of rumors and leaks from several outlets about Nintendo's announcements next month. Now, we could just wait till next month and watch the Direct that's probably going to come out adjacent to E3 or whatever. Sure. But that's no fun. But that's no fun. We're going to talk about speculation. So here's what people are saying. They're saying that we're going to get a 2D Donkey Kong game. In fact, that it's already... No, wait, no, not this one. Never mind. There's another 2D game that's already finished developing, they're saying, but that's not this. But we're going to get a 2D Donkey Kong game announced, and possibly DK99. I'm talking a la Tetris 99, a la Pac-Man 99. And I got to say, as far as the 99 formula, I feel like the original Donkey Kong game would work. The one where you jump over the barrels and whatnot, try to get to Pauline. Yeah. Hmm. I'm with it. I, like I don't know why I thought of Donkey Kong Country. Because <laughs> that was my first <laughs> Donkey Kong That's Country exactly 99. That's exactly what I was thinking of, too. I was like, wait. You babies. <laughs> you 30-year-old babies. Get out of here. That's about right. <laughs> no. It's jumping over. Do-do-do-do. Do-do-do. 
but yeah, it's the original mm-hmm. one. <laughs> you gotta stop. <laughs> I, I, I can't. I know. Keep grooving. Speaking of bangers, man, Persona ain't got right. nothing on the Donkey Kong Country, baby. I'm, that's that's not true. I don't know why I said that. I don't know why. That's not true. It's got good music though. So Fire Emblem, people are saying that they're thinking of doing a re-release of a Japan-only Fire Emblem game that was only on the SNES, like they did with the NES. So that might be cool for Fire Emblem fans. What I'm more excited about is the rumors of a follow-up to Three Houses developed by the Warriors. Yes. (laughs) Developed by Koei Tecmo. And I've been saying how bad I want that because they've already had mad success with Age of Calamity, the sequel to Hyrule Warriors that follows up the Breath of the Wild story with a prequel. I really, really, really want either a prequel or a sequel to Three Houses, which was my favorite game of 2018 was when it came out. I think, I think so. Anyways. 2018, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 2018, 2019. Anyways, Three Houses, loved it, but I also love Warriors games, and I really want them to do... And Fire Emblem Warriors is one of my favorite Warriors games, so if they put that together with all those characters that I love, I will just die. Spicy. So, I think he's going to make me play with her. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to make you play with me. We're all gonna we're gonna play it. It's gonna be great. Mario rumors: either a Mario Odyssey two or a Mario a new Mario party. They're saying one or the other. Something's coming. Something with Mario's coming. They're saying a two D Metroid is already finished. Mm. They're saying we're probably gonna get a Detective Pikachu sequel, which Ooh. okay. Yeah, I mean the original one three DS was like baby's first detective game, but I mean it's cute and it, the movie was great. <laughs> I love the movie. And maybe they'll get Ryan Reynolds to be on a you know switch cartridge, yay, or something. <laughs> I don't know. And then we may either get a bundle of Wind Waker and Twilight Princess, and or Breath of the Wild two. So that's that's what people are buzzing about. Now it kind of sounds like a wish list of what everybody wants. I mean, you know, slap yes. in like <laughs> you know Bayonetta three, and it's just basically you know or Mario Kart. It's like that's what we want. <laughs> but really, it's just gonna be a fucking Splatoon three deep dive <laughs> i swear to god no but nintendo has hinted heavily themselves that their release schedule is far from over and they're going to drop a lot of games in the latter half of this year so i feel like i feel like covid was this hose that would like nintendo's the hose and covid bent it but it was still mm-hmm. on and then that the back half of 2021 is Nintendo <laughs> unkinking the hose and just blah, 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 all the games hit us in the face. That's what I want. Summertime. Games hit me in the face. face. Blast me. So I could be wrong, but a lot of the sources have been like 50 to 75 percent right before. So I'm hopeful. <laughs> Those are. <laughs> Let me dream. Scary odds. You're right, 50 to 75%. <laughs> I mean, what have we got to lose except for hope and happiness? It's good. Yeah. It's good. It's fine. It's probably fine. <laughs> All right. Speaking of things that are good and probably fine, Derek, I just got to know, this week, sir, <laughs> this week. Oh, yeah, you love the segues. This week, yeah. I need to know, what you feeling? I am feeling the Netflix original series, The Upshaw, starring Kim Fields. <laughs> Shut up, I hear somebody laughing. What's, what's up, dog? <laughs> nope, I wasn't laughing. Uh, okay. Uh, <clears throat> did you, did you say it smells like up, dog? What's up, dog? I don't know. What's up with you? <laughs> ah! <laughs> but no, it stars uh, Kim Fields, Mike Epps, and Wanda Sykes. And it, basically, it takes place in Indiana, where me and Mike are from. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's just a black family doing black stuff. And... 
Vicky, while we were watching, she was like, wow, this show is literally uh, my childhood. <laughs> Oh, wow. I was like, damn. Aww, that's cute. <laughs> damn. That's nice. But uh, Well, I haven't seen be... it. Maybe it is a damn. Well, no, it's not, it's not nice. Is that putting her on blast? Oh, no. No, no it's not nice. But uh, it's all good. It's all a good fun. It's it's a great, I mean, it's a great show. It made me, us, laugh out loud mm-hmm. a lot. Okay. And I know the, the sitcom is kind of dying as far as quality, but I really think that the Upshaws is trying to bring that back i mean some would say it's already dead but yeah. i mean let's oh, let's yeah. resuscitate that dead horse yeah yeah let's do that yeah Upshaws, is there a laugh track that... is there a laugh yes. track yes oh There's why you gotta tell track. me when to laugh though <laughs> I and i hate i hate laugh tracks too but most of the time i'm laughing with them so especially I'm like <laughs> i don't watch any sitcoms but i see a lot of criticism about big bang theory which interests me because it's supposed to be about nerds and it so isn't um, right. But I, I always notice that the laugh track in Big Bang, it's just whenever they say something. Yeah. Just right. like, oh, I he hope you guys thing. get home <laughs> soon because I'm going to be up late night playing video games. <laughs> it's funny because he will. Because he's a fucking nerd. <laughs> it's just so dumb. <laughs> and that's not even to talk about the rampant misogyny in that show. Oh, my God. They are so well. mean to each other. Like, it's yeah. terrible. And to women. It's bad. It gives nerds a bad look, you know? Like, I've never seen it. Oh, boy. <laughs> I have no interest to see it. Yeah, well, it's a crap show. But I do like watching people shit on it. That's fun for me. You're so. right. All right. Well, I, I'm side-eyeing you and the show, but I'm going to check it Man. out. And I will let our listeners know what I think. I'm sure everybody wants to know what the Whitman thinks of the black show next week. So. <laughs> 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 I'll put my two cents on this show. Hmm. Right. Um, well, Jordan, this week, what you feeling, man? I'm feeling shrill on Hulu. Been enjoying that. I, I think, actually, I might be at the end tonight or tomorrow, probably watching the last episode. It's AD Bryant from SNL. AD I don't B- watch SNL, but I, I mean, know who AD Bryant is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, it's kind of like her version of girls. It's like young 20 something living in Portland. So extreme Portlandia vibes in terms of the absurdity. She works at whatever the magazine that Dan Savage ran was called or you know it's it's basically supposed to be that so Mm. i'm interpreting the show as just several seasons of dragging dan savage which i really appreciate (laughs) um but the more central theme is like it's a coming of age show except the main character is fat and she talks about being fat and she talks about how she feels about being fat Mm. and it's a very body positive discussion of fat politics and it's, it's really good. They don't infantilize her as a character. She does dumb shit and then gets, mm-hmm. you know, confronted with it and reacts to that. And mm-hmm. I've just really grown to love the characters. I'm pretty sure this is the final season for unknown reasons. Uh, I haven't looked into it yet, but really, really enjoying it. And would definitely suggest it to folks. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, my wife actually watches that show. And I've, I've caught a few episodes. There was one where she was hanging out with, like, some real red state country folks shooting guns. Talking, and they were I think they were literally, sh- like, they were at a target range. And they were literally shooting the liberal media. <laughs> which I was like, <laughs> cool. But I don't know how much commentary it has as far as politics are concerned. But it, it does seem like a very nuanced and kind of realistic show. 
and it seems really relatable. And I saw the episode where she was like just really trying to get laid for the first time and how that went. And yeah, just it felt kind of real. And my like I said, my wife's really into it, so I'm I'm thinking about checking it out. She's always onto the shows before I am. <laughs> she's always watching like the newest thing and I'm like what's this you know and then I'll learn sense. about it and you know and then I'll watch it like a year later go this was really good I should have watched you watch this without me right <laughs> so so yeah the, the fact that you're digging it too makes me really think I gotta get on it so alright well this week I am feeling something that I've I talked about the Wolfden YouTube channel a while back and he focuses on a lot of like switch accessories and like hacked devices and portables and things. And I guess that got my algorithm to go, would you, you should watch these other channels about hacked devices and, and the technology people are putting into like Android phones and Android gaming and Chinese consoles and things. And so I have, and I discovered this company called Anbernic. And if for people interested, I'll put the website in the show notes because they got a really cool line of retro handhelds. And I got this handheld called, this is really easy to remember, it's called the RG351V. <laughs> and <laughs> it looks like an old Game Boy Color. And it's about as light, too. And it comes in a wood grain, a black or a gray. And, of course, they have an older model that looks more like the original Fat Game Boy. And they have sideways ones Ooh. that look like Game Boy Advances. Mm-hmm. And they have, like, little Switch, you know, like, actual joysticks in them. And, and a really good, thick D-pad. And buttons are really responsive. Like, it's really well-built. And I ordered it, and I'm going to be tinkering with it because the cards they gave me are kind of cheap, and I'm worried they're going to fail early. So eventually I'm going to reprogram it myself. But out the box, it comes with two cards, one for the firmware and one for prepackaged games. And I have a selection of Game Boy Advance games, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Neo Geo, Neo Geo Pocket, a bunch of Capcom games, arcade games. I was playing Alien vs. Predator on a vertical Game Boy Color-style system. Very hmm. cool. And I'm really feeling like the fact that there are companies out here really pushing this technology and like what they can fit into these things and the different ways. I mean, I've seen handhelds that can play like God of War from PS4. It's dumb what what they're doing with the technology. Those are really expensive. Those are like $800 handhelds. The cool thing about this handheld is you can play pretty much everything up to PS1 without issue. There are some spotty N64 and PSP games, but again, if you do some tinkering, some firmware updates, if you're in that space, which I am, it's of interest to me, there's a way to get things running smooth, but pretty much up just under PS1, everything runs perfect out the box, other than maybe some aspect ratio things or color issues you want to fix. And it's just a great way to play a lot of those games you can't access on the go. The DS emulator they put in with it, I kind of don't like, so I'll probably change that. But the Game Boy Advance and the Super Nintendo, the Genesis, the NES, Game Boy Color. You, they even have filters to add ghosting when you play the original Game Boy games, like the old monochrome ones. So it literally looks like you're playing an old Game Boy. I love it. It's just, it takes me back. You know what I mean? That's so really cool. that is what I'm feeling this week. I'm feeling some stuff that's probably legal and maybe taken down but so far they've had several iterations and they're good nintendo don't at me so <laughs> were you using that for your nuzlocke run that you were talking about last episode no i, I actually have the original cart for diamond so i was using my 3ds Ooh. so gotcha. yeah but i do have uh some ds games on my phone like i have uh heart gold and soul silver i use this ds emulator called drastic d-r-a-s-t-i-c works really good with android phones and emulates DS games perfectly. I can even like resize both screens 
either have touchscreen buttons or, of course, connect Bluetooth, all that, and it works really well. So the only oh, games really? I can't play are stuff like Dementium, where it's like a first-person thing where you have to like, touch the screen with your stylus to move the camera around. Mm-hmm. That can be kind of rough on the phone, but everything else works great. Awesome. Yep, yep, yep. Well, I believe that is going to be the end of the show today. Big shout-outs to Gamer Friends, Gamer specifically friends. Big Nakruma. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been a blast getting to know you and talking with you this week. And for those who are interested, could you give us some information? I mean, where can we find and become a part of the Gamer Friends? I got to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much for having me. I had such a great time. Uh, we definitely have to do this again. I know that Cedric wants to jump on too at some point. Um, so we should definitely make that happen. In terms of Gamer Friends, you can find us on your podcast app of choice, Gamer Friends with a space in the middle. And you should find us. We have a pretty distinct logo. It's like a space logo with a, you know, gamer font. (laughs) I'm sure you'll find it. And you can also see us on Twitter at GamerFriendsPod. You can see me on Twitter at BigNakruma with an underscore. And all those links are in the Twitter profile. So you can grab everything from the Twitter. Excellent. All right. Well, I'll make sure that we have that in the show notes. And Derek, if people are feeling some of the games you mentioned in your pickups, they want to get at you, see if they can negotiate a PSVR, maybe get some gamer goodies, possibly more. Where can they find you at? They can check out the eBay store at ebay.com slash str slash gamer goodies and more. Remember, running that 15% off sale now through June 23rd, I believe. You can follow me on Instagram at gamer goodies more and Twitter at goodies underscore more. In a quick note, people are dropping off by now. They just do that sometimes, so I may mention something next week. But we are starting and currently watching new animes for the Derek X Mike Anime Challenge Redux. So I'll be announcing more information about that soon. We're going to make it a separate kind of side series pod here on Player Tune is under the podcast. So look forward to that, and we'll be talking about it more next week. If you want to find our show, you can go to our hub. We upload episodes every single Sunday. That's anchor.fm slash player two is enter the pod. You can also listen to us wherever podcasts are available. That includes Breaker, Google Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Also, you can find us on Facebook.com slash player two is enter the pod. We've got a YouTube channel that's still fairly new, but come by, check us out, subscribe. We put in clips from the shows as well. If you want to listen to maybe a smaller chunk of the show, that channel is called Player Two is Enter the Podcast. If you want to find me personally, I'm on Twitter at Mike Peterson AL, spousing my leftist beliefs, talking about games, pissing people off, but not really because I'm not that popular, but whatever. <laughs> you can also mm-hmm. catch me on twitch.tv slash mcpaperstacks. I stream every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. I do beat em ups, horror games, and I try to play some kind of current game right now that's Returnal. And you can check the schedule on the channel. And if you have any questions, any feedback, want to reach out to us, you can do that through Twitter, of course, through Facebook. You can also email us directly at mcpaperstacks at gmail.com. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our show. We love you. We appreciate you. Thank you for listening. We will see you next week. Peace.